You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM. I'm Marisha. We are speaking to Kimiko Hirakida, Swim and First Aid Program Manager at Life Saving Society to talk about Drowning Prevention Week starting July 16th to the 22nd. We're going to talk about some tips and safety precautions we should take to raise awareness about the drowning problem and drowning prevention strategies. Hi, Kimiko. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Marisha. Thank you so much for having me. So stats show that over 450 Canadians die in preventable water-related incidents annually, which is far too many. Why is this happening? A lot of it is actually happening in areas that are not supervised by lifeguards. So my number one tip would be to always swim in an area that is supervised. If you're not in an area that's supervised by lifeguards, and we are very privileged living in beautiful British Columbia and the Yukon Territory to have so many gorgeous waterways available to us. We have our oceans, our lakes, and our rivers. We need to ensure that we're taking care of each other, and supervision is paramount. And I want to know, who is drowning the most, and what age groups are drowning, and where are they drowning? This is a very good question. I actually asked two of my own students, who are aged uh, 14-year-old males, and I asked them the same question, and their guess was that it was young kids that are drowning. And that's not correct. Who is drowning are males aged 18 to 34. That is primarily our dominant group of who is drowning, and it comes down to ensuring that wise decisions are made around the water. And what are the seven main themes to emphasize when it comes to drowning prevention? So glad you asked. So this week we are featuring seven different themes. The first one is understanding the drowning problem, that it is a problem and it is in Canada. It's in our very own backyard. The second one is to always supervise children. And when I say supervise children, I mean undistractedly supervising children. No cell phones, no preparing lunches. If a child is near water, your eyes are on them the whole time. The third is ensuring boating safety, and that means having the proper equipment, having your PFD on, and wearing it. You would never get in a car and not just click in your seatbelt. So why are you getting in a boat and not clicking together your life jacket or your PFD? The fourth one is learn to swim. Anybody of all age can learn how to swim. It is so important. A lot of times we see parents that will ensure their children are in swimming lessons, but they themselves don't know how to swim. So everybody in the family should look at doing some swimming lessons. Uh, Another one would be stay sober in on and around the water and That includes use of cannabis products, so alcohol, cannabis, anything that is going to uh, re-divert your attention away from safe decisions. Open water safety, so understanding, and this is my favorite thing to say, just because I can swim here, which may be a very nice swimming pool with a shallow end, isn't the same as swimming there, which is referring again to our beautiful lakes and oceans. And then the final one is just keep learning. We are here at the Life Saving Society to provide information, provide different safety tips and drowning prevention tips to keep you and your family safe. And can you give us some water safety tips when it comes to supervising children, life jackets, and learning how to swim? Wonderful. So uh, personal flotation devices, or PFDs, are different than life jackets. And if you go look at our... Instagram page, Life Saving BCYK on Instagram, you can see that we did a demo yesterday of the difference between PFDs and life jackets. So a life jacket will go around your neck and will actually flip you over if you're unconscious. PFD is the ones that we see at Canadian Tire and Costco, 
and those ones zip up and won't necessarily flip you over if you are unconscious, but are still a wonderful, wonderful tool to use on or around the water. And for those who can't swim or are afraid to learn, what is some advice you can give? Because I don't know how to swim. (laughs) Oh, this is one of my, I'm actually actively trying to convince the grandparents of some children that I teach. She has the backyard pool. It is her pool that her grandchildren are swimming in. And I'm really working hard on getting her to just get in the water. And what we need to think about is if you have a bathtub, you can fill your bathtub up. Flip over on your tummy and practice putting your face in the water and getting comfortable with that. Lying down so that your ears are fully submerged and there's an opportunity for water to kind of just lap over your face. We don't think anything of it when water splashes on our face when we're having a shower. Mm -hmm. And we need to remember that water is, it's good for us and it's okay if it gets in your eyes. It's okay if it covers your face. We can wipe it away. So getting that comfortability is probably the number one step to being comfortable with learning how to swim. And is it true that the color of your child's swimsuit can actually save their life? Love this as well. Yes, that is true. So we are encouraging a bright color. And I know blues and blacks are so popular, I have to admit. Life Saving Society, we have a lot of blue. So I try to model and have some blue to match our colors. But it is not the most recognizable color when you are in a waterfront situation. So yellows and reds and oranges, those are wonderful colors. Neons are great to have in the water for better visibility. And now that it's summer and people want to go boating, can you give some tips on how to stay safe on a boat and the fatalities of alcohol consumption on a boat? I can say that majority of the drownings that occur are to do with power boats and are to do with having alcohol involved. And again, we have such strict, you know, rules and responsibilities about drinking in cars. You would never, as a passenger, you would never crack open, you know, a beer or a cider in the back seat of a car and just drink it openly. So we need to have that same attitude and that same knowledge when it comes to boating and recognize that Yes, water is amazing. Water is so wonderful to recreate around, but it can also be quite dangerous. And that was from the 14-year-old that I talked to last week. (laughs) And can you tell us about open water safety and the precautions we should take? Yes, recognizing that it is not necessarily going to be the same or feel the same or look the same as it did when you were in that water last year. So, for example, if you were in... Uh, let's say Sassamat or Bunsen Lake, last late August or early September at the end of summer, that water was probably a little bit of a lower level. There's probably no current involved. But at the beginning of the season, after the snow melt and comes into our creeks and our rivers, those lakes are going to be colder. They're going to be deeper. They're going to have more water. Our creeks are going to be running faster. So understanding that it's important if you're going to recreate around open water, to look around, do a scene assessment, and ensure that the area is safe for swimming. Now, drownings just don't happen in lakes or oceans. It can happen in your backyard. What are some safety tips you can give for keeping children safe in a backyard pool? Amazing. So I have many friends that are involved in the water safety industry, and one of the things that is really important is to have your backyard pool fully fenced. And I'm I'm sitting at a pool that I typically swim at uh, with children that I teach. This backyard is fully fenced in. Uh, It is not accessible for people to just walk in and fall into the pool. There is a fence surrounding it. 
Um, the other suggestion is to keep your pool covered. If you are not actively using your pool, keep it covered. And third, you can look at installing, there's so many, you know, ring cameras and door cameras now. What about having a camera on your pool that's motion censored so that you know if somebody goes in there? And can you tell us what are some courses or training people can take to help save lives? You can visit our site at lifesaving.bc.ca. I am a firm believer that everybody should know first aid and take a first aid course. We offer standard first aid courses. If you're looking at an entry into life-saving and lifeguarding, our bronze program, bronze medallion, is the first step to becoming that. You can learn the skills necessary to save a life. And what can people do to help spread awareness of Drowning Prevention Week? If you see something, say something. And it applies to so many things in life towards being a good human. If you see something that's unsafe, you see your friends or family, say something. Make sure that you are spreading awareness that, yes, water is wonderful, but water can also be dangerous and we need to be alert around water at all times. Of course. And if anyone wants more information about Drowning Prevention Week, where can they go? lifesaving.bc.ca. We are also doing daily features on our Instagram as well. That is, again, at lifesavingbcyk. So we are doing active posts, and we're also sharing a lot of our affiliates, our all of our cities and municipalities that are doing their own Drowning Prevention Week activities. And Kamiko, is there anything you would like to add before I let you go this morning? Water should be fun, so let's keep it that way. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you again for having me, and stay safe out there, everybody. Thank you.